0: Welcome everybody to Biscuits and Groovy. My name is Tyler.
1: Yep, and I'm Alex. Like always, too.
0: Like always. Yeah. Um, this week. Yeah. We're to somebody that I chose called Ray Lamontagne. Le Lamontagne. Le yes, it's French. Obviously, oh, he? he's not French, but the name That's is French. The name
1: is French. Okay. Yeah, i was gonna say interesting. Of the mountain. Ray of the mountain. Hmm. Well, cool. He's a good guy. So I, th-
0: I I I think so.
1: We'll talk more. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about. We like. We like I to let the let
0: the music talk a little bit, band. at least the beginning.
1: Yeah. So, but let's play the first song. Um, I picked the very first song off the very first album. This is from the self-titled, or not self-titled, but the I put Trouble from Trouble. Yeah. So that's cool. The title track. There yeah, you go. The title track. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Here we go.
2: We've all been.
1: good intro to
0: the his style of music playing oh, and yeah. the
1: first song of his first album too so i think mm-hmm. it's i think it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm.
0: um i think uh his voice it, it jumps out of the song to me a lot of time like that word that saved like he mm-hmm. kind of like every time he sing it i'm like that's he really pulls that out um it's a great recording great mix um so on the speaker, it sounds really nice. I like. Yeah. It. I like the sound of it. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a good, nice. good idea of like um, dynamics. He knows when to make things a little bit chilled out. Yep. When you a little little. Uh, rowdy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he's got a real classic. That's uh, uh, he sounds just like this guy Marcus King.
0: Oh, dude, I love Marcus King. Yeah, and I totally see that.
1: Um, but I feel like the the style of his singing is um less unique than we think it is. I sure. feel like I hear it and I hear other guys that okay totally. yeah yeah um he got in, he has an interesting um kind of take on it i think though cuz um ray i feel is way more into like the folky acoustic-y mm-hmm. side of things, rather yeah,
0: than yeah, especially especially early in his career.
1: I was definitely waiting, and we played some we played some electric guitar songs. I think yeah, just well, like, my
0: second one is real groovy. Mm-hmm. It's got a riff and a half.
1: But I was waiting so long to hear mm-hmm. any electric guitar. Yeah, in in and I mean that wasn't till later. We'll get there. I guess yeah. when we get there, but
0: um, yeah, did I think it's eight albums altogether if I remember right. And uh, yeah, it's probably like until like album four or five you hear almost any, mm-hmm. at least overdriven. There might be some real light. You know, country style guitar, some tremolo and some slides, stuff like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, you don't get any any overdriven stuff until quite later, mm-hmm. and and I think to me that's a sign of like a mature musician, like starting later in life, mature as in like older. Yeah. <laughs> not like not like mature as in you've you're grown up. Um, like if you if you have been playing music for a long time, you kind of know what you like right you kind of sure. know what fits your voice well you know what kind of style of songs you like to write and only when you start writing um for an audience rather than yourself like for a record company for other people do you start kind of in some ways feeling like you have to go outside your box maybe that's kind of my my take on things okay um that's you know that's a straight conjecture but like um i could see myself doing that like if i if i was in a if I was a musician at this point in my life, getting closer to thirty, I'd probably like—I know what I like. I'm not—I'm not on my first album. its probably going to be about the same thing. And then next album comes along, it's like, yeah, it worked really well the first time. Yeah. I might as well do do kind of sure. similar stuff until I run until I eventually get bored with it. You know what I mean? Until I'm like, you know what, let's try something different. And I think we've had other artists like that. Like one that comes to my mind is like um, Father John Misty. Okay. Um, and who's the other one that we did similar to them? they got a little weirder later oh my gosh when they played that like that really long set at like bonnaroo or something like that or oh um you know what i'm talking about uh, now. my morning jacket yeah that's what i'm thinking of like to me that was a very similar experience of like the first two albums to me were very similar yeah um and then eventually they're like oh let's let's throw some other weird stuff in there sure yeah i don't know you have mature you did a mature sounding dude
1: um coming into it with a lot of a uh a lot of shit. I I feel like there's a lot that's happened to the man. Like, I don't know much yeah. about him, but I feel like that's the kind of the, the style of music that he's playing, and the way that he's singing it, and all that fun stuff. Um, I feel like the dude's, you know, he's had some
0: experience. Yeah, he does. He knows what he's doing in and life, he's, and
1: he's forty eight so now. Me, yeah, now
0: okay. So let's see. So two thousand four was when this was released. So it's been eighteen years. So yeah, he was thirty. Yeah. They so yeah, know. yeah. That, that's. Sounds about right to me. He's yeah. not he's not some guy starting at nineteen, you know what I mean? He's no right. He's not Justin Bieber starting at dang fifteen years old. Yeah. yeah. Trying to write an album or Taylor Swift writing and started at I don't know how old she was, seventeen, who knows? But you know, you you're starting writing your first album and you're like twenties and early thirties. Like, cool. It means you got some you got a well of of experience and wisdom to pull out of. I think this song lyrically that reminds me of um that really great old blues classic. Um oh my gosh. I wouldn't have no luck at all. wasn't for bad luck. luck. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what one no the top of my head. But if But wasn't for bad, bad luck, luck. I wouldn't have, have no luck, luck at, at all. all. Yeah, that one. Born under a bad sign. That's what it's called. Born under a bad sign. sign. Is That's it Jimi Hendrix do a version of that? Yeah, and it's dope. Oh yeah,
1: but he doesn't sing either. Or does he sing in that one? Stevie Ray Vaughan that I'm thinking of. I, I'm no, sure no, no, no. No, Jimi Hendrix sings on his. Hold on, I gotta look it up.
0: I know. All the first time I heard was All the Witches. All the Witches covered in a live album, and that's one of my favorite songs there is.
1: No, it is Jimmy that doesn't
0: sing okay. and it's dope. Yeah. Bro. That song
1: that song slays. He and he rips it. It's on the it's um it's on the blues album that Jimmy did with uh why well, so you didn't do but the 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 collaboration um of like songs that he played from other people like just Jimi Hendrix blues. That's what okay. it was. Um but it's cool yeah some cool stuff. Yeah, Manish Manish boy, awesome. you know he's like he's yeah, yeah.
0: That like you know that that's to me it's like that's like the angry version. This is like the sad version. The same thing. It's like you know trouble and worry. It's all I've yeah, yeah. All I've had since the day I was born. Um, yeah. But I think it, like he still has almost like a sense of humor about the way he writes lyrics. Like it's like you know he's, he's making fun of himself. It's like yeah, life sucks. It's Like but oh well. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not gonna right. get
1: downhearted about it. I gotta get better. I gotta get better on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so let's keep playing. Let's play the next. Yeah, let's song. go for it. Um. We'll Years. Jump again? to and yeah, instead of playing and maybe just to kind of give people transition uh you are the best thing is played all the time at my at the cheesecake factory yeah um is that his number one yeah definitely his number one um and so when i heard that i was like oh my gosh yes i I know that i've heard that song a thousand times yeah that's really funny um but obviously we didn't pick it it's not my favorite song either Yeah, but it's funny that it's funny to see the songs that just it always amazes me. Wreck. like, just do amazing. Yeah. It's so weird. I and I, maybe it's just the brain, and I can feel like a lot of things in life, um, like billboards, for instance. I had a thought the other day about okay. billboards, and billboards are by far the most like worth money, the most expensive way to market yourself. Okay. Um, because it's by view, and people drive, and they, you expect that there's thousands of, you know, how many sure. eyeballs saw your billboard, right? And so there's too expensive. but I always think to myself, I'm like, I don't think I've ever in my entire life saw a billboard and been like, I'm going to get whatever's on that yeah. billboard. Like,
0: if it's a service, I'm going to call that service. Well, uh-huh, what's like, that? let me like... take a picture of that number, and yeah, I'm going to call exactly. that
1: number. But, I mean, it's got to work. It, you know, like, One of my, like, it, one it, of my it's uh, buddy's
0: friends, or one of my buddy's dad's grown up, like, owned a billboard company like i can't remember what, but like he owned thousands of billboards yeah that was like that was oh he's got to be just stupid rich buying and selling they their, yeah they had a massive house um but i yeah i thought the same thing before i'm like i'm driving and i'm like if you're paying who knows how much money for this billboard well you couldn't think of a better slogan or a better image to grab my attention like that but
1: not even that too i just feel like even the house ones you see them all the time and it's like I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's the consumer in not me is like, be, it's obviously worth so much stinking money that it obviously sure. works um, or else people wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so it's, it blows my mind. Yeah. You know?
0: they're, they're not the ones that piss me off. Every time I drive to Salt Lake, I see the stupid Ken Garf ones. Yeah. They say, we hear you or some. So it's basically something like to get the message across other, other car people, they'll try to talk you right off. We'll just listen to you. Kind of a thing. Okay. And, I'm like, that is the dumbest marketing thing. I'm like, how many people, when they're buying a car, are like, I really care about how much the the dude selling me the car listens, it doesn't talk. All I care about is the price of the car. In my mind, I'm like, if you can if you can bring your price down lower than the other guy, I'll buy it from you. Yeah. I was like, when it's, when it's a big expense like that, that you are making once every few years at the most, unless mm-hmm. you're crazy wealthy and who cares if you're at that point. But like, to me, I'm like, I don't care how much the guy listens to me yeah like to me a much better thing would be like other people's price for this car this our price this, this. yeah or like or say anybody else's price we will go take a thousand bucks off and we'll sell it to you for that like that to me is like all i care about when i'm, I'm like that's the dumbest slogan yeah i don't know and maybe it's the secret yeah to dude life that's you, why we ain't millionaires i guess like
1: that's i sometimes look at my life and i'm like dude am i just doing everything wrong because like <laughs> I just don't think Like everybody else yeah, exactly. Like gosh I try
0: to overthink things And I try to think logically And other people Just think emotionally Yeah
1: But whatever So <laughs> I'm, I can wonder if I'm ahead Or I'm behind Am I smarter than everybody Or am I just it's Dumber whole, than everybody Those <laughs> bell curve things <laughs> Yeah that's, that's funny Okay well let's keep it Let's keep it yeah. Alright I still care for you So it's right underneath The tangent was You are the best thing And yeah, I'm so like No, no clue why gotcha that's that. Such a good song But it is apparently um, But it's no, It's like three below that Okay So here we go
0: on that one?
1: Yeah, I um, I feel like okay. There's a lot of re- repetition I f- I hear in his guitar playing. Okay. I feel like that it's almost like identical to the I mean, the kind of style of like drumming. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, this experimental, I think it's when he starts getting different people in the like the band group. And I I pulled this guy up because like okay. that the drums in this dude are crazy cool. And that, that's the drummer. Yeah, crazy cool. And like they even read this guy. So his name's Ethan Jones. Um, Johns or Johns I mean Yeah sorry Ethan Johns um, Kings of Leon Paul McCartney um, Crosby Stills Nash Kaiser
0: Chiefs Who I like a lot Let's see Yes yeah, so, I mean The box Ribbon. Worked with lots of yeah, Rufus Wayne right Worked with lots of people That are well known Uh huh And then look at his dad He's the son of Glenn
1: Johns Uh huh Who was the recording Stones, producer For the Clapton, Stones Clapton Zeppelin and the, oh, Wow yeah, yeah so I mean that's Just raise your own music Uh huh Had basically. to have been yeah, um, the dude's fifty two, fifty three, but a stupid good drummer. Oh like my gosh. I like, yeah, the, that, yeah. The drums the, and the, the bass dr- were just so it's just tight. so crazy. Yeah, the those those snare yeah. rolls, dude, and it's like effortless. It sounds so. Yeah. I can it, like it, it, it's do it.
0: busy, but it doesn't feel like it overpowers um, anything. It, it fits it's really the mix jazzy. Super well. Yeah, super jazz drums. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably has to do with the mix. Like I guess if you mix it differently, that would be super overpowering. Sure, but they just gotta find that they find that sweet. In spot.
1: The, spe- the speaker, it's pretty. It's pretty yeah. prominent. Yeah, um, I would see.
0: say the 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 bass was overpowering. Like, and I think it's probably because of the speaker. But like, I was that's a very interesting choice. Like that bass. A lot of times, like I was expecting the bass to change notes, at a certain point in the progression, and it wouldn't. They like stay on the same part. And I'm like, that's really like mm. un- to me. Like, I'm like, why? And when it finally resolved, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But I don't know. It's it's an interesting choice. Because I was going to say one of the things that stuck out to me through this whole week, at least with the songs I chose, is that especially those vocal melodies. He almost always chooses the most natural. Like, he's not trying to do anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. And, like, I think at this point, it hasn't gotten to the point to to me after listening for a week of being, like, boring. Mm -hmm. But I think his music to me is something I can only have on in the background. Like, I would never listen to it actively. Yeah. To, like, learn a song or, like, to to learn a musical technique or a songwriting technique, I would never, I don't feel like I would use that as like an example Yeah, um, of like what I would want to do. Um, but like, it's, it's like if I was having a barbecue in the back backyard, great. I, I could put on his whole discography and I feel almost great about all of it. So. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, I, it'd be an interesting kind of his to go to a concert like this. Cause I, mm-hmm. I could feel like the vibe would be really cool. It'd be a mm-hmm. really fun concert to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I almost could be like, um, I'd be done with it by the three hours yeah. or two
0: hours. You who's know. who's that? Uh, that band, Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, if oh, you yeah. like me, we're like you know you go and you're like, okay, this is cool. Three songs in, you're like, like oh, okay. it's the same song. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly.
1: And I feel like you would run into that a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows his home. I think we talked. There's I forget yes. uh, whatever that dude is um, that we played used to play that song um, when I lived down here forever ago. But he just knew his home. Just saying it. Not no. the guy, not the... Uh, no, 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 just the singer. I forget who it is and I, it's not... You can't it, find it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but now he continues on and now he gets a little band. He gets a, it sounds mm-hmm. like he gets a little band in 2010.
0: Yeah. Well, so, Yeah. what, what are they called in this album? Uh, so, they're not in that one. The no, but one I'm, I'm saying I, on the one you're going to bring up. Oh, the... Because um, it's like on the title of the Pharah, album. right? And the, the, the Pariah Dogs. Pariah? Okay. The, some, yeah, so like basically on the front of this album, it says Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs. Pariah. And so pull yeah, pull up this album, God Willing and the Creek Don't Rise. And let me see, like, let's see. Okay, right there. So, um, so let's try to read, read what we got. Self-produced studio album. Yeah, but I guess I'm, I'm interested about like click on the link for that that album. Yeah, I, I just want to see where like where this band came from. Um, if it's like if they were already a band. Um, them. Um, I, don't know, if it's I right. don't know Yeah So I'm trying to look and see I can't find it right now But um, Bunch of dudes it looks, Well it looks like It's a, c- c- a
1: Collaboration of different people too Not Right Everybody plays everything on the same
0: Well there's a, The reason I'm wondering Is because on the next album I think at least the next one That we chose songs from Which is called Ouroboros Okay um, He's playing Weirdly enough with My Morning Jacket Oh, cool. His backing band is My Jim Morning James. Jacket, oh, okay. and Jim James produced the album. Okay, so, sick. so like they you know they come back to like the whole idea of like knowing your home. Those guys are absolutely in the same vein. Yeah, slight like a tinge of psychedelic, and later they get a little more psychedelic. Them and same with him, I think. I think later in his albums, he gets more psychedelic. But the beginning of the the first few albums on both ends are very much folky with a little bit of southern rock in them, and that's about it. Mm. Um, which hint hint, this will be fun. Uh, non relation,
1: no relation whatsoever, just coincidental. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Jim James next week too.
0: The, his pistol Jim stuff. James. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. I that
1: would be that would be a cool kind of transition in, in comparison. But yeah, but it even fits super well because yeah. I, I I had no clue that yeah, that was, that's so. really cool. And I,
0: I think that album, though, when I get to the Oral Boros, is my favorite overall. Yeah. Way more interesting to me. And now I kinda know why. But um but, but, so we were doing this yeah this next one that has with the pariah dogs I think it was a really great album as well. Um like I chose, I chose one from this album, and to me, I chose it's called "New York City's Killing Me." Um, we go back to this all the time. It's been a while though since we made this reference. Mm-hmm. The lap steel, the pedal steel. Oh yeah, oh, yeah dude, this is so, so good, good, dude. Um, yeah, this is this
1: is. I didn't pick one from this because I think I really liked "New York City's Killing yeah. Me," and um, you picked it, No that's no, fine. But I wanted to play the that one for the drums. I liked the introduction for "Trouble," and then my other one with the with the guitar. Um, but this, this album was killer, dude. Oh yeah. And it, and it, and it sounds like he, um, Grammy, no, Grammy nominated,
0: um, for the album. best
1: contemporary folk album.
0: Okay, cool. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I feel yeah. it. Yeah. This, this one is kind of in my mind, his last real folky one. Sure. And yeah, I would say his most up. folky one. It's almost like a big, like adieu. it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with straight folk. I'm going to go as folky as I can. Yeah. I'm going to just, just walk head on into the folk. Yeah. Go for it. And then after this, we're kinda moving on a little bit. But let's play it then Yeah, so, yeah New York City's Killing Me mm-hmm. With the
1: pariah Dogs, dogs. Yeah. There's just something About this hotel
2: Got me wishing I was dead Gotta get out of New York City Somewhere, somewhere I can tell my Just kicking along the sidewalk No one looks you in the eyes No one asks you how you're doing Don't seem to care if you live or if you die Just got to get me some. To know her, maybe find out what it means. I get so tired of all this concrete. I get so tired.
0: It's way good, dude. Pedal steel player. His name is Eric Haywood. And yeah, he's got some, he's some juice.
1: Man. One of these days when we make a lot of money,
0: we'll have to buy a nice pedal steel. Ooh. Well, I thought, I thought you were going to say hire Eric Haywood to write us a pedal steel intro for the show. Nah, I want to play it. Okay, want pedal steel. It's cool. Yeah, well, I do too, man. Ugh.
1: um, Remember that... Okay, my gosh. The, uh, guitar Cars... Um... The guitar, uh, C A c- Czar, Guitar uh, Czar, c- c- Guitar Czar, up in Salt Lake, yeah. Yes, so it's right by my house where I live, okay. right? And I went in the other day, dude. It is a killer. It's like, like I was blown away on how awesome of a, um. G- like music shop it was, dude. Really? They had they had an exact replica, a Gibson made replica of Jimmy Page's double neck. It was eight grand. It's like eight and a half grand. Oh my God. They had this custom, whoever this guy that lives around Salt Lake does all these custom guitars and all these custom amps. And they had, um, um, oh my gosh, what's the rotating one that Jimmy Hendrix? Played? Oh,
0: you mean like a like a Leslie.
1: A le- they had a, they had a Leslie there, uh, like some like legit like super nice stuff, dude. Huh. Like stupid, like was it? super impressed. I mean, because it's like on this corner yeah. lot, whatever. I've driven by it a couple of times, but again, um, I've never been in. The shop itself is tiny, and then like the all the repair work they do is like way better. So I wonder if there's a lot of you know. Um, front. I don't want to. Oh, sure. I don't want you know. But like, hey, whatever. Um, but dude, killer guitar. I was like, yeah. So anyway, uh, Leslie. I hear this. Uh, oh, like, I'd love yeah, to play dude. Leslie on a steel, a pedal steel, dude. That'd be so cool. So if we ever want to buy yeah. one, that's where we're gonna go to yeah. buy a Leslie.
0: I did. Remember, I, don't know, I just thought of this as a total tangent. I'm sure everybody listening doesn't care at all. That's about this. But do you remember the time when we were playing in St. George? And we had to go to that guitar shop to get your amp fixed. Yeah. And the guy was a total douche. And he made your he made my mom lift your amp into the, like, the car. Freaking like 80 pound amp. Yeah. And we were like in in Vegas, of like about to purchase a new amp to play the show that night. And like 30 seconds before we put the card in the machine, he's like, "Hey, it's done." Yeah. Oh, I was my like, what gosh. Do that? Well, remember when I told him? I was like, I Texas, stressed. Like I said, yeah.
1: I said. Let me know what, if you find what's wrong with it. Let me know if you can fix it in yeah, time because I the, need it done. And if you can't do it, that's okay. But yeah. I just need to know so I can go buy another amp. And remember, yeah. I called him like three times. Wouldn't answer. <laughs> wouldn't answer. Wouldn't answer. And we're like, oh, screw it. it. Just, I have to go get an amp then if he's like in Vegas, amp. <laughs> Yeah, and drove to Vegas with the band. Went to get – was about to buy that. And I'm glad I didn't buy it. I would have not. Is like a Marshall? Yeah. Um, the DSL, like 40 or whatever it was. It would have been cool, but it, would, sure. it wasn't. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: not a not a blackface yeah. Black it was face, a big yeah. old Fender black blackface,
1: yeah. But that was it's was super big. I sold that and heavy. Yeah, I would oh, get I could get the smaller one. They had that at the guitar oh, really? czar.
0: Like a one twelve or what? Um,
1: yeah, it's the it's the deluxe, not the. I had a Fender, oh. I had the twin. Yeah, and the twin was weight. I think oh, it, I well, I, don't know, I thought the twin would be cool, but it was, it was. cool. It was, way it was cool, cool as shit. But damn, it was heavy and loud. It's was, it was so freaking loud, dude. <laughs>
0: We were always packing it into Utah State and parking as close as we could to the uh, the music building uh-huh. and going and playing ten in the night. And
1: Dude, it was so fun. That, that was, was a that good was times. times.
0: <laughs> that time before we like one of Brandon's playing drums and, and he was running in. And he's like, "You get the hell out of here!" Oh yeah, because we were playing in the, in in the art room <laughs> instead of yeah, which I thought was so funny.
1: And It's just a difference. We just didn't the music. Did we? And we end up going. Yeah, we kept yeah. seeing him though,
0: and he, and at that point we all liked him. Because he, well, he, he's like respected us at least for playing loud. I don't remember that. The, the, no, like, I, I thought department. he always hated us. Yeah. Well, we I think at that point he kind of after we eventually came to an understanding of like, we're sorry we did that to you. We didn't know. um, <laughs> And he, we know, now we know there's actual places assigned for music. But then I remember like the the head of the department, like Corey something. I want to say his name. Yeah. yeah but like he walked in one time and like. Well, they're, they're doing what they want to
1: do. and they're. Well, yeah, he was, he was bitching to them about it. And yeah. He's like,
0: he's like they you can do he's it. Like, they're, he's they're playing they're, what they want to play. They're, they're paying our, our <laughs> bills anyway. They're paying for <laughs> yeah. tuition, so. Yeah. Funny oh, stuff. Good times, was, yeah. Good times, dude. Good
1: times. I always thought to back, go back to do a master's degree at Utah
0: State. they would be cool as hell. Yeah. Finally, I have a master's at UVU in, um, it's called like engineering management or like project management or something like that. It's basically like two things like and uh, managing engineering projects, first of all, and then like. Communicating engineering and science to the public Like cool. we're doing like writing in like a more Public sense yeah where you're trying to dumb it down But not make it inaccurate Yeah like may still keeping it accurate And it's interesting stuff man maybe, a, maybe who knows yeah if I get a job That'll do tuition reimbursement I might, I might do it
1: Yeah that's how I feel too
0: But whatever that was good <laughs> stuff <laughs> Yeah we didn't talk too much about the song but um, We did we talked I, enough we got on well, tangents and, right. I, and I mentioned before like this This one and my last one like, it's such a good example of how he finds the easiest line t- for his vocals. Like, and I mean, you know, and his melodies are great, you know, New yeah. York City is killing me. It's like three notes, uh-huh. but it's like, it's exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. And it just, it's sweet. Uh-huh. Short, sweet to the point. I like it. Yeah.
1: I can dig it. Well, let's keep going then, because now we're going into the. Yeah. We're
0: past, we're out of phase one of Ray LaMontagne. And how do you say, how do you say this album? Oro Boros. And Ouroboros. The, So Ouroboros is the Ouroboros Ouroboros Yeah it's the The uh, Ouroboros More or less <laughs> um, In You've probably seen The Ouroboros symbol um, it, In like Norse mythology It's the snake eating Its own tail oh, Okay Symbolizing like death Rebirth And like you know Beginning and end All these sort of things That are like oh, uh, Out of death be- Comes decay And out of decay Comes life Kind of right. thing So that sort of thing and that's, That snake is called The Ouroboros Okay um, We're skipping supernova Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't feel like that really. Nothing ever stuck out on that one. I mean. Yeah, but this one's cool, bro.
0: Oh yeah. And so, like we said, this is the one um, where he's got my morning jacket as his backing band, mm-hmm. and they they toured with him. Everybody besides Jim. My Jones. morning jacket was the backing band. They they, they, they recorded the, like all the stuff that he didn't play on the album was from them. Oh cool. So yeah, unless I'm, I, I'm sure he did acoustic guitar and harmonica and yeah, yeah, singing, yeah. but um, all the other stuff is them. Dope. They they recorded the album with him, and Jim Jones recorded too. Like he was part of the. Recording and also he produced it, Jim Jones, Jim, Jim James, Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim James. Sorry. Okay. Jim Jones is the guy from uh, Jonestown, the guy that, uh-huh. the Kool Aid guy. <laughs> That's but funny. um, and uh, and then everybody besides Jim James toured with him. They were his backing band on the tour. Cool.
1: Well, yeah, he splits it into two parts: part one and part yeah, two. Yeah,
0: and I mean, as far as I understand, it's probably like side A and side B in oh, some ways. Okay. But I mean, I'm sure, like, given that the name Ouroboros kind of symbolizing death and life. Two parts of the same whole, probably something to do with that as well, and maybe too bad we chose both part one songs. It's so like in I some ways part one songs. Killer. Yeah, they were they were great, man. Okay, let's do it. uh Hey, no pressure. So part one, hey, no pressure. This is mine. Yeah, this yeah. has a groove and a half. Groove and a half. <laughs>
1: right into the next one too
0: so we'll play that but
1: um, uh, that's the, uh, the next, one. That's, that's Interesting. The next okay. song and I feel like um, after the Changing Man too, the one right after that it goes right into that one too oh really uh
0: huh which I mean yeah that makes sense if he's labeling these things as like part one part two that's cool yeah it connects um them. yeah he's cool. dude every musician on that track is fitting right where they need to and, and none of them are playing boring parts like, the bass was grooving yeah um the drums were just right in the pocket man mm, it's cool stuff oh yeah. Super cool stuff. I guess uh, there's, I didn't I couldn't quite hear it in there, but I guess Jim Jones, Jim James, I keep saying Jim Jones. Jim James played some saxophone on there too. There's some sax. It.
1: A little bit of saxophone.
0: Yeah. And that's the other one. Saxophone. We need to start a, a straight drum, slide guitar, and sax. That's a whole band. That's, That'd be that, cool.
1: <laughs> Instead of, well, how about we do drums, bass
0: guitar, sax, and slide. Because you, you had have, I, think, I feel like those are the four sexiest instruments there are. Slide, so the, the the those four instruments: slide, sax, bass, and drums. Okay. Like to me, saxophone for sure. So saxophone's like, cool. Yeah, the sexiest music you can make is on the saxophone. Okay. In my mind, yeah. you gotta have the drums because you gotta have the rhythm. That's all. That's what it's all about. Yep. The bass is for the groove. Yeah, yeah. And then slide is for the sweet, just the icing I feel like on Like you top. can
1: incorporate the slide, but yeah, I feel like in a kind of, I feel like that saxophone could could. Make a cool dynamic without an electric guitar.
0: Sure, lead guitar, lead sax instead.
1: Uh, yeah, and then rhythm sax. Is that something? <laughs> I don't know. But hey, shout rhythm, out. probably rhythm slide. Probably rhythm slide. It'd be cool. There you go. Next band, baby. Next just freaking call band. Sex, biscuits and groovy. I'm just kidding. All right, let's let's go into the changing man. So yeah, since we're going right into it, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> There, that's the next song.
0: Really? Mm hmm.
1: Very, so well, you want to play it for a second just for fun? Yeah. I want to see the switches, where the change is at. <laughs> So, I mean, and then and then he starts singing. Really interesting, though. I feel like I like that song a lot just because of the sake of uh, simplicity. He only sings yeah, it all, yeah. all the time. Um, kind I was, I mean, was
0: going to make the joke if I did those lyrics or just they
1: speak to me, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's speaking. He's the changing man. And I wonder, I don't know, it's cool. There's, there's some symbolic thing that he's talking about. You know, sure. Be-
0: oh, well, or I mean, like whether or not it's like actually symbolic or whether he's like creating a story and, Acting it out through music Yeah. Either way it's cool with me Like I, cool. We've talked about I love I love storytelling music Where it's like You create a very Concrete story Where it's like It's not like vague at all You know You you come up with this idea In your head of a, of a Plot Yeah And all these characters And settings And you As best you can Fit them to music mm-hmm. That also helps you Tell the story in some way Um. I mean Mastodon is probably The best example we've done Yeah As far as I remember like They have like two or three albums Where it is Absolutely mapped out Yeah and I think that's so cool. It is cool. Like Rush is one of my I love that stuff. And I don't think this is quite to that level of like i mean, at least I didn't get that experience when I listened to it today. Um but that at least at least for the sake of being different and weird from what you've done in the past, mm-hmm. this whole album is so psychedelic. I didn't realize it was like oh, that, yeah. that super pink Floydy to me. I feel yeah. like it's very oh, yeah. very dark side of the moonish. Mm-hmm. So And I wonder how much that was like came out of working with Jim James. I wonder yeah. how much he like came into knowing before. Hey, I want to make a psychedelic record, and Jim James is a great musician and producer that that's done that sort of thing as well with My Morning Jacket. I wonder like how that friendship came about, or who knows what. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they hate each other too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they haven't even, even gotten into the man himself. He's from uh, New Hampshire. Is he? And um, from what I understand, he lives in or at least nearby New Hampshire. Now let's see. Go to pull down in his like a personal life. He bought this like massive, like hundred something acre farm. Um, go ahead a little more right there, and he bought in Massachusetts, and that's where he lives with his wife and two kids. And he's very private. I'm like, that's that's cool. I'm I'm all about that. That to me is the dream. Yeah, you go and yeah. retire on a hundred acre house or a hundred acre place that lived in a house built in 1830, and you're you're a musician. Yeah, that seems like a tr- that seems that's like the dream, dream right there, dude. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets to bug you because it's dang... 50 miles to get out of your house. Not 50 miles, but it's a few miles to get out of the gate from your front door. Yeah, that'd be
1: cool, dude. That'd be, it sounds, I mean, that's the goal. Uh, that's
0: what we're going to do next Nobody year. Nobody bugging you. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. They you can have horses. and.
0: Yeah, dude. You say, you know, I want to build a little prop- or the little shack on the, on my property. Which part should I use? I don't know. And you just go and build it. You got no, no building regulations because nobody's going to ever find out it's there. You just build something. It's nuts. Yeah. Go chop down your own tree, turn it into your own lumber, build a house out of it. Uh,
1: dude, how self-sustainable could you be? I feel like in Massachusetts it'd be pretty tough. You'd have a lot of cold
0: months. Yeah, it'd be good. cold, for sure. Could
1: you grow your own food? Sure. Could you store it all? Maybe. I
0: mean, uh, I mean you could. Definitely could. I'll bet you a house made in 1830 was made just for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'll bet you there's all sorts of cellars and, that are very well insulated. That's dope. It's a good way to think about it. Yeah,
1: this is ground ground's a great insulator, right? Oh, ground just, is a great insulator. <laughs> I can it. tell you all about that. Yeah, the ground. For
0: my heat transfer class, dude. This whole book, the, the, the last like fifty pages of this book next to me are just appendices of insulative properties of everything you can think of. That's cool. So, uh, building it, you build the, you build in the cellar. You dig it. You dig a hole. I mean, m- modern day stuff. If you're, if you're, depending how much you want to spend, there's lots of better insulators. Synthetic stuff. Okay. But like, but as far as like, back in the day, before we invented modern insulation, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You 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 dig it, you dig deep enough. With, real good ground around you. Yeah. And put enough bricks and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You could you could keep stuff. I mean, like milk wouldn't keep things like that. Or and like right, because it's not cold enough. Right. It's not cold enough it's not to, an keep, ice box. to keep. Yeah. It's not an ice box. But as far as like preserves, any sort of like anything outside of. Basically, milk and, like, uncured meats, so, like, just, like, raw pork or raw beef, yeah. wouldn't keep. But, like, if you if you have a salted pork, if you if you brine your pork, I yeah. think you'd keep down there for a long time. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, this is good stuff to know. Well, coming yeah, to an did. end, so, yeah. If Ukraine flips over. We're getting over. bombed. I don't, <laughs> say, this is coming to the future. No it I'm is. Kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Ain't nobody okay. that dumb. Um, <laughs> or crazy. Or crazy.
1: I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm not that crazy. So yeah, we're right here. We're right at the last song one. already, and this I mean, we've one? been cruising too. It's almost yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Um, this one makes me think of Dawes, who we covered a long, long time ago. So um, uh, one song specifically, there's a song that I think I think I chose it. If not, I should have chosen it because it's great. It's called "The Moon in the Water." When we when he did Dawes, I think I chose that one, and it's very much just like a sweet love song. Okay, and this one is to me like the sister song to that. I listened to it this past week. I was like. This very much reminds me of that song by Dawes. Listen to it back to back, and I was like, yeah, they could be, they could cover each other. They, if they were on tour, they could cover each other's songs, and it'd, it'd be just, cool. It'd work.
1: It'd work. That's cool. Well, this song is called We'll Make It Through mm-hmm. from Monovision.
0: 2020, right? 2020. That's 16 years after the beginning.
1: COVID. It would have been the height of COVID. Yeah. Right? Let's see, April 8th. He just barely released something. Yeah. No. Yeah, April 8th, 2022. What did he release? Uh, I Was Born to Love You.
0: Oh, did I miss it then? Okay. Yeah. Was it a single? Uh, yes, it was. Okay. That's fine. Yes, it was. I was looking through albums when I used it. So, um, yeah. But yeah June, but this, so, this June is like right into, this is right into COVID. Yeah. yeah it right. probably was planned before COVID. Yeah, because the got, got shut COVID. down in March. Yeah. So, so it was like, they probably planned it and they were like, well, we got to release it because <laughs> we've, we've recorded it and funded it and <laughs> can't tour on it. So, he's yeah, probably, probably touring on it right, right now, I'll bet. Yeah, probably. Or soon ish. Yeah, probably. Well, let's do it. So, we'll make it through um last song here we
1: go This guy and Neil Young would get along really well, I think. Too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's another kind of vibe. And of somebody who I feel kind of follows his musical wave. Um, what am I trying to say? Like his from his releasing to his like progression as a musician up and down. Sure. Um, I feel like he's very. It's very similar to. Neil you mean Young's. like
0: how Neil kind of started more folky and he had a little bit of a psychedelic.
1: Uh-huh, and, then he, stuff. and yeah. then he played, and then he... Um,
0: had, like, a, an, an interesting backing band, of the Crosby, Steel's Nash, and Young. Yeah. Kind of similar stuff there. Yeah, I mean, like, you know how old Neil Young was when he released his first album? Can you look that up while we're um, looking that up? That's um, a good question. Neil, he was young. Yeah, I'm sure he was much younger, and he was also named Young, so, you know, that, that goes a long way, but... um. But, yeah, let's see. So, his first album...
1: One of my yes. favorites of all time. We'll get to him eventually. Oh yeah, that's, he's that's... he's uh oh. yeah. I mean, so he started playing in, in Buffalo Springfield, right? Sixty six. Sixty
0: six. What year is he born? Let me see what year was born.
1: Um,
0: forty five. So twenty one. He was twenty one in Buffalo Springfield. Okay, but um, yeah. But I, I think I mean, given enough time, like I I guess what's, what's weird to me think about is like, I think this guy's just as good of a musician. And songwriters, Neil Young, in 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 some ways, you know what I mean. Like, if you really get down to it, what it's all subjective, obviously. But like, what's what's separates them? I don't know. Just the fact that that Neil Young happened to be in a time when releasing music as albums was it, like it was a different environment. You know what I mean? Like you sure. you had to release records, not just singles, and you could make more money easier as musician. I'd say. Um, because people had to actually buy your record, they had to go out and buy it if they wanted to listen to it. They couldn't just stream it. Um, it's a much different, re- different market. Yeah. No, he's the, one of the greatest of all times. I think. oh yeah, dude. Let's see what he says. Um. Yeah, it's it about the uh, yeah. He's so he took all stuff off of Spotify because of Joe Rogan. Interesting. Yeah, basically because Joe Rogan got paid by Spotify. To get this big old deal for his. Podcast and started spreading like mis- misinformation about vaccines and stuff. Neil Young is like, no, like I don't want to be a part of that. That's wild. Yeah, what a funny controversy too, because like that's
1: um such a biased opinion in itself. Um, because who uh, who the hell even knows vaccines? I mean, Joe Rogan doesn't know anything about vaccines. Neil Young doesn't know anything about. I, vaccines. I think that's
0: what Neil Young is saying is like, if if a doctor came on. And provided evidence. Oh, okay. Of, I see, of like I see. why vaccines need to be, you know, I like. Then, then he's like, then that's a valid thing. But if Joe Rogan's gonna come out here and act like a dumbass and just say, yeah, I, I think this is maybe where we should be hesitant. In this is like, okay, do you know as well as somebody who studied this for decades, hmm. who's given their entire life to virology? And so, and he's mad at Spotify did, yeah, because for, for Spotify paid him. Spotify gave him a huge deal. Yeah, 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 it was a stupid deal. Yeah, huge, huge deal. And. Basically, is what he says, like they're, if they're funding um, this misinformation, uh, then I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Do you think that? that anyway. Do you think that, oh, this is a funny? This is a funny topic to get on.
1: But I, do you think that that's that's I, that can't be like the M O of Spotify? It'd be like, let's fund Joe Rogan so he can spread no, misinformation. No, <laughs> no. I think what, I think saying? That's what
0: he's saying. I think he basically is uh, if I'm if I'm Neil Young and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be connected to this in any way. It's more of taking taking a stand. And and you know, you could where's the line between taking a stand and, and being like a what's the word like where you take a stand just to look good? Like, you know, who's who to say whether Neil Young actually cares about this or whether he's just trying uh-huh. to be like make make a stand for the publicity? Mm-hmm. I you know, I don't see Neil Young as that kind of guy that would just do it. The publicity, like, but, oh no, no know, way!
1: But, he's definitely he's de- he's a very, very political man, though. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. in his biography autobiography, yeah. I was right. He's, writing, it he's was very crazy.
0: political. He's always been that way. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. Buffalo Springfield? Songs, oh yeah, super yeah. protest uh-huh. super political. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that comes naturally to him. Yeah, as, that's why I think I don't see it as like him taking a stand to take a stand. I think he's actually believes in it, which is fine with me. I, I don't care. Um,
1: Interesting though, I just was looking up Neil Young when we were talking about and comparison, it didn't show up. and it, yeah, I was like, there's nothing. Well, there's like, there's some songs that I'm assuming. Are Buffalo, are,
0: Springs, Buffalo Springfield's still on there, I guess. I um, guess that he probably doesn't own the rights to those like individually. I would assume so. Yeah, Buffalo Springfield. That's on there, there and everything like that. And then I wonder if Crosby stills Nash and Young. Yeah, because because Crosby stills and Nash probably would be on there for sure um let's see But like look that up and see as well but yeah we gotta wait till he gets back on before we choose choose him as our artist and
1: young let's see if young comes up here it looks like there's just a lot of um yeah it doesn't look
0: like it interesting okay
1: there's a there's playlists but let's see what would he would he would sing um Oh yeah dude They're not on there either oh, Interesting Crosby, still okay.
0: Nash. There's there's a couple songs But it looks like it's um, maybe, maybe he has bought The right stuff I have no idea I mean he, he's Let's see Yeah I'd say he's Definitely the most successful Of, of the four
1: It'd be interesting What Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield's on there though still Looks like Wooden Ships Is still But like here let's play it Just to see if it's the same No See it's some It's some like live 2012 okay. album So yeah all, all the regular Stuff's taken out Interesting
0: Okay Maybe cool. they're taking stands too. Should we see that? Let's see if uh Buffalo Springfield. Um or Crosby still smash those Graham guys. Nash is- yeah. But yeah, I mean it is it's an interesting world, man. That that I mean that kind of gets back to what we were saying just barely, is like back in the day it was easier to make music because it was simpler in, in a lot of ways. It's like, I mean, you know, there was still politics music. Music and politics have always been tied together. But um but now it's so much more like muddy you know what i mean the waters of like what's valid information is is so much muddier and yeah. foggier well i guess it, we're just in the age of media where yeah that we that, can't that read that's a big anything. thing media and
1: social media Nobody believes like, anything anybody says anymore. Exactly, And even like look up on Google and it's still, can you trust
0: it? Yeah. Or and you, you can not <laughs> even believe the person themselves believes it. Yeah, you know I mean? like, that's a good thing. People, people mm-hmm. will say something. It's like, okay, are you, do you actually believe this? Or are you just trying to grift me out some money? Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't even believe,
1: we can't even trust the CDC to deliver us right and for correct information. It's, a, stuff it's, like it's that. insane stuff. Man. Like who, who do we go for, for yeah. the right information at this point? But yeah, whatever. Um, strange world we live in, but Hey, Ray Lamange. Lamontagne, <laughs> Lamontagne, sure, Um He's a yeah, good guy, good, yeah, good musician. Good. I was digging it too. Um, and like I said earlier, next week's Jim James, baby, Kachiga, Kachiga. <laughs> um, I thought it was just going to be a good comparison back and, and we can and Jim James, my morning jacket. We've done it before. Sure. I like his, I think his solo stuff's cool. I think that'll be a cool comparison yeah. to try to, and, of but so then to lot's this lot's guy too. it's cool to see that they work together because it makes sense to me. So mm-hmm. that's cool stuff, but. This was basically some groovy. Maybe
0: we, maybe we should, net from now on, secretly weave a web of connected artists. Like I'm gonna go, th- I like going to through Jim oh, James. That'd be cool. See if all the people he, pro- uh, people that produced him, or anybody that, that has worked with him, that also has a personal, either like a band or their own personal artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and without telling any audience besides right now, we're gonna do that. Let's or do that for season won't. three. And then what we'll do for season three too is we'll compare
1: on how. Many times we did that accidentally. Whoa! Because I guarantee there's so many connections already. Like I said, I would, we would have done this, and if we didn't talk about it, we would have done Jim James, and that connection would have been directly correlated. I mean, obviously no the mine one jacket, I realized that, but mm-hmm. not this one. See if
0: we can make a web of every artist we've done connected somehow. How many? How many? Oh.
1: <sighs> all back to it.
0: Someday I want to actually do an all-day stream, um, where we not no we don't rank the artists head to head. We act as if they were in a fight, a physical fist fight. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like all we, of our, we, all ours. We, we've we done. bracket, yeah. Like, there's like once we get to like episode, who knows what, two hundred something. Okay. We just bracket them all randomly, and then put them in a f- head-to-head fist fight, no weapons, no nothing. You know, and and say make an make an argument. Would Mastodon beat Phoebe Bridgers in a fist fight? Of course, but would they? I would assume so. Yeah. Would they? Would it would have to be Mastodon as a whole, or would it be?
1: I guess we have to outline the, Phoebe uh, Bridgers. Have to, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> That's some rules to write. I think it'd be cool to do a day long podcast of and do like Pink Floyd a thon. Oh yeah, and the then, entire thing. Uh huh. And then watch like the Wall movie. But see, at this point, at that point, we need to get cameras so we can be like yeah. hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's the that's Who we'll, knows, there. Man, we'll cross there. We'll cross there once we monetize this. We're we'll gonna slide guitar. Just
0: kidding. Let's <laughs> <laughs> play slide through the whole thing too. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. All right. Jim James. Biscuits and Groovy, Jim James. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.